0: Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs.
1: This is Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac.
2: 10 o'clock hour dan mclaughlin with you that was fun with randy as i had the chance to fill in for michelle smallman this is scoops with danny mack tanner hendrickson is our producer engineer and we'll take you up until bk and alex and they'll have you at 11 no the other guys the other guys just the other guys oh were they giving me trouble yesterday yeah they're just the other guys i didn't say the other guys what did i say I don't remember what you said. I just remember them coming in. We're just the other guys? Yeah, you're the other guys. What, they had their feelings hurt? Yeah, I guess. Oh, (laughs) stop. Okay, the other guys are coming up at, what, 11 to 2?
0: Something like that. Yeah,
2: whatever. I got you from 10 to 11. So there is some news here uh, posted by Bob Nightingale of USA Today. And this was posted about 20 minutes ago. Major League Baseball executives and owners wanting players to be vaccinated before arriving to spring training. They would like the 2021 season to be delayed until May, even if it means shortening the season to 100 and 40 or fewer games the major league baseball players association believing it proved a year ago that teams can safely adapt to protocols once the season to start on time playing all 162 and so here we are according to bob nightingale which is two months before pitchers and catchers are scheduled to report for spring training which by the way is two months from today and no one has any idea what will happen COVID-19 cases raging across the country this winter, but the vaccine is starting to be distributed, giving hope that by midsummer, most everyone will have access to immunization. Yet the issue could further erode the trust between the two groups is whether the owners take the stance that the season should be delayed until every player and staff member gets the vaccine. That's according again to Bob Nightingale. Quote, I don't see a snowball's chance in hell that the spring training uh, season can start with the protocols in place. That's a National League owner telling USA Today Today Sports on the condition of anonymity because of the sensitive nature of the issue. Continuing, I think there will be a significant pressure for players to get the vaccine first before they go to spring training. And if that has to be moved back to April and play 130, 130, 130 games, so be it, end quote. But to have 162... And start spring training at the normal time without players being vaccinated. That's just crazy. Does Arizona and Florida, with their cases spiking, really want teams with 125 people in each organization coming to town without vaccines? Said an American League owner, who also requested anonymity. I don't see any way spring training starts in February. Zero chance of that. I don't care if we play 140, 120, or 80. We have to make sure everyone is safe to do so. Oh, boy. So here we go. Uh, That is from Bob Nightingale today. We're going to talk it over with Brad Thompson of the Fast Lane and my broadcast partner on Fox Sports Midwest, and he'll be my guest. They had the interview yesterday with Benji Molina, and that was going to be the focus of the show. That'll be part of the focus of the show with Brad Thompson and also their interview with Benji Molina. If you missed it yesterday, Mark Saxon was part of the show baseball writer, covers the Cardinals from The Athletic and a member of our staff and one of the focus of our visit with Mark Saxon was the future of Yadier Molina. And uh, he had an article last week about Yachty, and he had a quote that said Yachty felt that the offer was ridiculous. I asked him to address that situation yesterday.
3: So basically, the gist of what's going on is Yachty's market really hasn't formed yet. That's what everybody's saying, right? and they did, from what I was told, and this was someone close to Yachty, in Yadi's camp, that um, it the first kind of discussion of numbers was very disappointing to their side, and 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 the word I heard was it was viewed as ridiculous. Now, you know. Um, it's so early in the negotiating process and as we just said, the market really hasn't come together. Maybe James McCann's deal will sort of nudge things along. I don't know. I don't know why it's taking this long other than the obvious reasons of the pandemic and teams mm-hmm. not knowing what they can spend. But that was my, my what I heard was that it the first kind of conversation about numbers was not promising from their side. Now, that doesn't mean it won't change. Or it also doesn't mean that Yachty's market won't kinda not be what he's hoping it will be and he'll kind of come down
2: to where the Cardinals were so again it's early but that that was what I heard early on so now you've had McCann sign with the Mets Sanchez is back with the Yankees so what is the market for Yadier Molina initially he has said he wants a two-year deal remember he's 38 we'll have to see what that market is and uh, the other teams that are interested right now in Yadier Molina well I
3: my take, again, is that it's early and it's negotiating, right? I mean, they're all, there's always going to be kind of reactions and counter-reactions, and they're going to at times sort of manipulate the media. We've seen Yachty's side do that a little bit with this sort of either leaking or outwardly saying, you know, all these teams are very interested. And I did speak with his agent last week, and it does sound like some other teams, you know, according to their side, are being a little more aggressive than the Cardinals at this time. But that's what they told us they were going to do, right? What did, what did John Mozeliak say the first Zoom call after the season had ended? He said, we're going to let him talk to other teams. We're going to see what the market looks like. And then we're going to hopefully react at the end with the best offer to keep the guys. So I think that's where it is. You know, there are other teams interested. What we don't know is how interested. Are they ready to make formal offers?
2: Or are they sort of exploring that as one of many options? So we've also heard maybe even the Padres. That could be a team. Uh, How about Washington? What about maybe even a surprise like the Atlanta Braves? You know, Washington, it's just hard to
3: know what direction they're going to go. I mean, they were pretty bad last year. And um, I I could see that, you know, you see where like teams sometimes who suffer through bad, you know, defensive catching. And we we saw that in New York, maybe a little bit in Washington with with Wilson Ramos a couple of years ago they tend to you, – you see teams sort of snap back. Like if, if they have something that's really down, you know, an offensive catcher who can't really catch – Maybe they, they go to the defensive guy. And that's, I think, why the Yankees seem to make sense to me, right? I mean, they, they watch Gary Sanchez, you know, all those games. Like, Ooh. how frustrating that must have been. And then you go, well, Yachty Molina's out there. That must right. be kind of interesting, right? So I could see Washington kind of making that making that call as well. Um, Atlanta, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting.
2: Maybe they'd get Waino, too, and uh, figure out a way to get him out there. So that kind of sets the stage for seven- some of the teams, according to Mark Saxon, that might have an interest in Yadier Molina. Now, fast forward to the fast lane yesterday. Benji Molina, Cardinal broadcaster, brother to Yadier Molina, was a part of their show, and he says that Yadier's figuring out how valuable he can be currently to other teams. He's
4: finding out how valuable, that's a big, big word, valuable, he could be for another teams. When when you're talking about the 37, 38-year-old and, you know, Wayne Ray, same way. When you're talking about these kids, they have five, six, seven teams behind them. Even when they're 38, that tells you how valuable, how valuable he is or they are to their team. And for us to have this guy in already, and and then let him go, it's going to be devastating for the fans. It's going to be devastating for everybody in St. Louis if he if he goes. But 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 he's doing good. He's doing good. He's enjoying it. But the really bad thing for us as a Cardinal fan right now is that he's finding out how valuable he is, or he could be, for other teams.
2: And what does that mean for the St. Louis Cardinals? What does that mean potentially for Yadier Molina?
4: Talking as a player. Uh, even if I'm 38 but I know that I've been doing a better job than other players that I'm being paid way much more than me and I'm doing a better job or I am more valuable than that player that player you could have another guy in the team that only hits and he's not even hitting right something like that or he's the best defensive player he's the best whatever and then he's not even hitting or he's not doing anything but he's getting more money than you so things like that come into play so I think uh I think in this time, Yadi is looking for a championship team.
2: And does that mean that it could happen here in St. Louis? Benji continued on. Does it happen here in St. Louis? Interesting. Benji Molina, Yadi or Molina's brother, talking about whether or not it could happen here in St. Louis. It was a fascinating interview on the Fast Lane. Benji Molina with the Fast Lane and Brad Thompson.
4: He's gonna have to make his own decision. He wants to stay in San Louis. He's made it clear. He doesn't want to go anywhere. But he also doesn't feel, you know. So I, I think he's, I think he just wants to stay, man. He wants to stay and see what happens. But, but I, that's the only probably the only thing that we have to talk about is just uh, stay cool, think about everything that has been said, or, or, you know, the contract wise, and and just study it, you know, and see what is best option for yadi
2: so there it is Benji Molina yesterday some of the interview you can hear more of that on the ESPN website 101 ESPN website his thoughts on the future of Yadier Molina and whether or not he comes back to the St. Louis Cardinals I want to get Brad Thompson's thoughts on that really fascinating stuff as Benji is selling Yadier to the St. Louis Cardinals now it's his Little brother, I get that. But also, he is also a future Hall of Famer and understands what he means to this franchise.
1: More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN.
4: The only advice I probably have given to him has been the one that, that he doesn't have to pressure himself to a fast answer. Don't go out there and, and be impressed with the Yankees offer or don't be impressed with uh, Washington's offer or whoever it is. Doesn't matter. Take it take it easy, think about the things, think about your family, think about everything that you know that comes into place. Benji
2: Molina on the fast lane yesterday talking about little brother Yachty and the offers that may be coming his way from other teams and certainly at some point uh, negotiations will continue if they haven't already with Yachty or Molina and the St. Louis Cardinals. Brad Thompson, part of the fast lane, my broadcast partner on Fox Sports Midwest. Good morning, Brad. How are you? Dan, I'm doing great, my man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you guys had a fascinating interview with Benji. Um, just your initial impressions of what you heard from Benji Molina yesterday is the text line is is blown up with this, and we talked about it a lot this morning with uh, Randy Carricker. What did you think of uh, the interview with uh, Benji? What were your impressions?
0: Well, I, I would say initial impression is maybe the two sides aren't close. Uh, I feel like that, that would be the first one when it comes to the Cardinals uh, and Yadier Molina. But I, I thought it was really interesting, and it was interesting on on multiple levels. Uh, I mean, you played the audio coming in about uh, the, the not getting wowed by offers that are coming in and whether he was throwing out two random teams or two offers that have already happened. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising either way. I mean, you look at the uh, Yankees and Dan, we've talked about this on air and off air. Be a pretty darn good fit for Yadier Molina. If he's looking to chase a championship near the end of his career. And I feel the same way about the nationals who only have Yon Gomes uh, on their 40 man roster from the catcher position. Both of them would be good, but I feel like, uh, and I tried to get you in on this T-shirt company uh, last week, and I'm going to still keep pushing because I'm, uh, I'm low on investors, but the uh, be patient movement is something that both sides are preaching. I mean, that's exactly what Benji was talking about there in any advice that he would give to Yachty, and it's certainly what the Cardinals and not just the Cardinals. Cause I, I know that fans listen to that hear that say, oh, they're always patient. They always do this Look, Major League Baseball teams all over the place aren't being patient trying to figure out what this looks like. But it sounds like it's something to me, Dan, that's going to kind of be pushed far out with with Yachty, with all these free agents. Don't expect uh, Yachty or Molina under the tree for Christmas.
2: You know, Benji also talked about his value. His value is behind the plate. His value is defense. His value is legacy. His value is handling a pitching staff. You know, in today's day and age, though, We look at clubs and what do they value? They value slug. They value power. And and Yachty right now at the age of 38, that's not his value. So how do you balance the two as you try to evaluate Yachty or Molina? Well,
0: I, I'd say this: Yadier Molina, in my opinion, is not a twenty million dollar a year catcher anymore. He shouldn't be the guy that sets the market. J.T. Realmuto is a free agent; he should, should set the market. He and yadi will likely end up flip-flopping as far as salaries go because J.T. Realmuto, uh, who does do all the things that you're talking about, no, oh, by the way, is a really good catcher. He was making ten million last year; he'll probably make twenty plus. In this upcoming deal. So I do think there, there's different ways to look at it. Uh, one, one way that I look at it, there are very few catchers around baseball that teams lean on offensively. I mean, really, Real Utility is one of them, Yasmani Grandal is another one. Uh, but by the way, you look at both of those lineups, and they got some boppers around them, right? So it sets them up for a little bit more success. You can look at the Cubs and say, well, they lean on Wilson Contreras a little bit, yeah, but they also, in the past, and I know Schwarber's gone, but they got Rizzo, Baez, Bryant. There's more opportunities for some of these guys. Largely, the position is the things that you're talking about, the value things, and we have spent years and will continue to forever about Yadier Molina, talking about this stuff that does not show up on a stat sheet, well, you should still get paid for some of those things as well. So while he might not check off some of those boxes, Yachty and his camp and his uh, his agent, Melvin Roman, I mean, they're looking at these things too that the Cardinals have touted for years and saying, well, this provides value and this is great and saying okay, but well, now it's not great just because it's OPS it isn't what you wanted. If Yachty is coming in, Dan, and saying, hey, I want $20 million again. I'm looking around this team. I'm seeing some guys that are making more money than maybe they're worth. I want in on that. Well, that's unacceptable. And I think that the Cardinals would be right to look at that and say, no. It's, I'm sorry. I love the legacy. I love you as a player, and I hope that you're around. But that can't happen. You can't, you can't run a business like that. You can't always pay for past things that have happened. But – uh, I mean, if you're just trying to say, look at a, you know, a stat lines and looking at numbers and that's how you're approaching Yadier Molina and say, well, look, you don't know, check these boxes offensively. Well, then I think you're doing yourself a disservice and your ball club a disservice also.
2: So the question then would be if he's not back and let's say they don't go outside the organization. Are you comfortable then with Andrew Kisner being an everyday catcher and, and playing 120 of, let's hope, 162 games?
0: Dude, I don't know if I'm comfortable with anything this year. Like yeah. I'm not just looking at it overall, but uh, I would say yes. Like at that point, if Yadi's not going to come back, and you hope that Wainwright uh, would be back, but who knows? Uh, at this point, the Cardinals have some holes. We know that. Like they they need more production out of the outfield. Fingers crossed that 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 comes internally. They need more out of third base. We know that. You might as well at that point roll the dice. Andrew Kisner's been a guy that's been able to hit at every single level. He's still raw behind the plate. There will be a step back. I don't care if you go from Andrew Kisner or Yvonne Herrera in a couple of years. They're not going to be what Yachty was when he came in from a defensive standpoint. And chances are, I mean, maybe we get lucky around here, but we probably won't see that again. And the way that baseball is trending, with, uh, well, we'll have robot ump soon, and there will be no more framing and stuff like that. Well, the, the day of the great catcher is probably gone. So maybe we don't worry about that. Uh, I would be interested in seeing Kisner. I'd be interested in seeing as many young players getting at bats to get some clarification on kind of what the future looks like. And it serves two things one it's back to knowing what you have for twenty twenty two and beyond, and it also for the organization saves them money uh, you know from the financial standpoint where we all know that they're going to have more flexibility in twenty twenty two with about sixty million dollars coming off the book so Yeah, I I would be, I don't know if comfortable is the right word because they're they're still just, and that's no disrespect to kids. We just haven't seen them, right? We just haven't seen them uh, with with the the leash off. But I would be very interested to find out what he could bring in a season.
2: I'd be really interested, too, what the fan base and how they would react. Um, You know, we saw with Petro, and this is apples and oranges to an extent. You know, Jeremy Rutherford had a great poll in The Athletic uh, talking about, asking the fans and they they did a poll you know how do you felt about petro being gone and how it was done and yada 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 but fans were behind it you know he left he went to vegas and it was something like 87 88 percent were like yeah okay he's gone it's it is what it is i'd be very very curious what the fan reaction would be if yadi's not here um if they would feel the same way what do you think the reaction of the fans would be if if he's not here next year
0: well uh quickly before that I wonder what the fan reaction would be for the Blues if in fact Army didn't pivot to Tory Krug quickly. Yeah. And it's and great have somebody yeah, great to point. Fill, yep. fill the void, right? So right. uh look the, the fan reaction's going to be mixed and I'm sure you give plenty of that on the uh the Air Comfort Service text line, right? Like yeah. where we did yesterday after we had Benji on. I mean it's it's felt like a 50-50 split of people saying, "Oh well, if if he wants all of that, he can go." And then other people say, "Pay him, give him the money." Uh, anytime a legacy player leaves your organization, it's a bad feeling, especially if they leave and then go put on another uniform. So, uh, and I'll just speak for me. I'll, I'll be sad if I see Yadier Molina wearing a, a different jersey. I'll want him to have success. And I hope that if he did pick a different team, it would be one that we'd get a chance to see him compete for a championship. Uh, but I, I think it would, it, it would be a, a hard thing to swallow as a fan, especially since you never got the send off that a player like that deserves like 2020. We all know uh, nobody was allowed at the ballpark. And I I still think during the season, at least personally, I expected Yachty just to be back. I figured they'd come up with some sort of a deal. I figured at some point we would just hear an announcement. Hey, by the way, we're bringing Yachty back on a one year deal, second year option, whatever. Well, that didn't happen. And we have no clarity on what 2021 looks like either from fans in the stands. So, Uh, the the fans are going to be upset, and rightfully so. But I also think that, and we've learned this over the years, Winning cures everything. So if you figure out a way to fill that hole, maybe it's Andrew Kisner, and then you figure out a way to spend maybe the ten million dollars that you were going to spend on Yadier Molina and bolster your outfield, and maybe that's a Jock Peterson or maybe that's a Rosario, and then the offense starts churning a little bit. I think that the fans will understand because they'll see the results. The one thing I do think it'll be hard for fans to swallow is if the Cardinals don't bring back Yachty or Molina and maybe they don't bring back Adam Wayne, right? already not bringing back Colton Wong, although he hasn't signed with anybody, so I guess the possibility is still out there, and then they don't add any pieces at all, and it's just a, a full-on saving of money, which from a business side, you understand it, you get it, there's no money coming in, it's hard to get money coming out from a fan standpoint, though. They don't understand that because they want a product that they feel like they can watch, they can win a championship, and that when they're able to, they want to go see.
2: I'm thinking about 2022 here, Brad. Brad Thompson is my guest. And let's just say, for argument's sake, we're going to have baseball in, in 2022, even though the CBA is is hovering over this upcoming season, and it could be very contentious in 2022. But, And let's just say, for argument's sake, that you offer Yachty one in an option, or somehow you get a two-year deal. Um, Have you thought about what the farewell tour would look like and the second half of that year would look like in terms of fans in the stands and being able to build around that and having an understanding of what uh, revenue could mean with him in in a, a Cardinal uniform. I, I wonder if that's part of the equation at all, if at all. I, I don't know if it is at all, if that means anything, if that means dollars and cents. I, I think maybe it could. I'm not sure. Uh, you could build your promotions around it. Um, a yeah. lot of things you could build around it. I, I wonder if that's part of the equation at all.
0: No, I, I totally agree with you. Everything... Is- Well, we look at things through, like, different lenses, right? And fans look at it through a a fan's lens. And uh, you know the the DeWitts very well. Like, they are fans also. Like, they they love the game of baseball and they want to win. But for them, it's also a business, right? Well, a business move to me would be just like you're saying. You know, having these guys around. First of all, uh, if if you're going to bring back a player, surely because of legacy, right? It's like, oh, well, he's been great for us for a long time. We don't think he provides any value, but we'll bring him back. Honestly, I believe that to be a bad business decision. It makes no sense. But for Yadier Molina, I don't believe that to be the case. For Adam Wainwright, I don't believe that to be the case. I believe that they still bring in value. So if you bring value to the ball club, still, like from a winning, uh, wins and losses standpoint, which they both do. And you can also bring in value on the back end of the season. Again, fingers crossed the vaccine's out. People are good to go. The restrictions are lifted a little bit. People feel comfortable. Money is coming in the door. Well, they're going to come watch Yadier Molina at the back end of the deal. They're going to come watch uh, Adam Wainwright pitch and give the respect and the love uh, to him that, you know, these guys have given to St. Louis and the Cardinal fans over the years. I think from a business standpoint, It makes sense. Now, this is all happening, Dan, at a way higher level than I work at, uh, of the ideas, okay, well, how much sense does it make? Yeah, it brings in money. How much does it cover the cost? Is it worth it? Uh, These are all decisions that are going to have to be made down the road because the organizations, and this isn't just the Cardinals, lots of organizations have decisions like this. They have no clarity. I know people are tired of hearing about it, but it is true. It's very true when it comes to the Cardinals and fans coming in the gates. You know how much money they make. Uh, there as far as their operating revenues go so uh, i think it makes business sense but i uh, i am thinking that without a spreadsheet in front of me and any tangible evidence but it feels right Dan.
2: you know adam wainwright very well you played with adam wainwright you played with yachty but uh, specifically to waino how about your gut feeling on whether or not waino comes back he'll be back
0: I mean, that's that's my gut feeling. I believe that he's going to be here. I do believe that, uh, the, and this is just sheer speculation. This isn't me talking to Adam about it. I think that everybody is kind of waiting on the Yachty thing first. And I think that Adam is just kind of waiting in the wings and something will get done. Now, I don't believe that Adam should have to sign for pennies on the dollar and have incentives for every last buck he makes. I think that he's proven to you the last couple of years that there's value there. I I also don't think that he's going to be a guy – that is going to say, all right, well, this guy over here, Charlie Morton, just made $15 million. He's a veteran guy. He's about to hang him up. I want 15 too. I don't think that he would do that to the Cardinals. I think he wants to compete, he wants to play, and he wants to make uh, money like everybody else does. But that's not every factor for him. I believe is going to be back, and I believe they need him to be back. I keep looking at this, uh, this rotation, Dan, and, and again, you and I have talked about this, but... Uh, they have so many guys that that can plug uh, plug gaps, but they have very few guys that you could say, "Man, we're taxed today." what do you got for us? Yeah. Like don't. I don't think that they're going to, they're not going to do that to Flaherty. Um, I, I still don't think that Michaelis is coming off of a surgery. Maybe you're able to lean on Cam a little bit. We have no idea what they're going to get from Carlos Martinez or what his role is going to be like. Like they just don't have enough guys that they can say, all right, well, everybody's going to get a breather today. Cause this dude's going to give us at least 120 pitches, or he's going to give us more than that. You know, we can rely on him. I feel like they need that guy back. I believe that Adam's going to be back. And for me, the quiet on that front is a good thing.
2: And a final question for you. Don't know if you saw this or heard this. This came out in the last hour or so. Uh, Bob Nightingale put this out. uh, Major League Baseball executives and owners Wanting players to be vaccinated before arriving to spring training. By the way, spring training is two months from today. If you didn't know that, uh, they would like the 2021 season to be delayed until May, even if it means shortening the season to 100 and 40 games or fewer. Uh, He had a couple of owners quoted in the story saying they don't care how it happens, but players and front office personnel, anybody around the club needs to be vaccinated. Just your reaction to hearing that. It it doesn't really surprise me. Um, I think they want everybody safe, obviously. And to me, it tells me they want fans in the stands one way or another. But just your reaction to hearing that.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I'm glad that Bob Nightingale wrote about that because I saw something yesterday in the Sports Business Journal, but I don't have a subscription, so I couldn't read the whole thing. (laughs) I read a little snippet at the front of it. Uh, No, it's not surprising at all. But I will say this, and just like, and I'm not trying to get into any uh, politics or anything, but it's like a we look at sports as uh, oh, all right, entertain us. Whatever you got to do, entertain us. Well, remember, these are still people. And people uh, around the world are, you know, kind of tossed up. There are some people that are anti-vaxxers. There are some people that are saying, yes, I'm going to get it as soon as it comes out. So uh, I understand the idea of wanting everybody to be vaccinated. And if you're going to be around the club, be vaccinated. I get it. Like, that's as probably as safe as you can get, but I do still think there will be outliers. There will be players. There will be families. There will be uh, potentially broadcasters. There will be trainers. There will be people that might have some sort of a pushback with something like this. So uh, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see how that part of it works out. And when it comes to shortening the season a little bit, this is going to be a battle, just like it was a battle beforehand when we were trying to go through this for 2020. Remember, the players wanted every last game. The owners wanted less and less. They ended up just implementing a season. Again, there was no handshake Say, all right, good, 60 games is right. The commissioner just said, all right, well, then it's 60 games because you guys can't figure anything out. I think this is what it's going to be like on this one. The players are going to want more. The owners are going to want less because of the uncertainty with fans in the stands. And it's going to be ugly. My hope is, though, Dan, we cover this stuff every single day, and I I know it gives us constant fodder to talk about, but it's a freaking black eye for the game. I hope that a lot of the talks go on behind the scenes. I hope people aren't leaking out stuff of what's going on, and the owners want this, and the players want this, and we're just swinging mud back and forth. Because ultimately, right now, people don't care. Like, we want to see sports, we want to see baseball, And hopefully all the business side of things, you know, it gets itself done and we get to see it. But whether we do it in April, Dan, or we do it in May, dude, we need some baseball and we need it quick.
2: Ain't that the truth. Hey, Brad, thanks. And uh, we'll see you in the office uh, coming up later this afternoon.
1: Sounds good, Dan. Appreciate you having me, my man. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN.
2: Uh, Some news to tell you about this morning. There are reports that SLU men's basketball will have a game. They're finalizing a home game this Thursday, and that'll be against NC State. Not finalized yet, but reports that they are uh, close to trying to get that game against NC State. It'll be a home game Thursday. They do play tonight. You can see the game, and that'll be uh, on Fox Sports Midwest. Indiana State is in town. 7 o'clock tip. And that is scheduled for tonight. So as of now, no cancellation. So that's good news. Their game on Saturday was canceled. But they're hoping to, by looking at these reports, have a game against NC State. And if we get a finalization on that, we would uh, pass that along. But uh, they will play tonight. And you can see the game on Fox Sports Midwest. So not good news, as Tanner reported there on the uh, uh Sports Report, ESPN Sports Update, that the PA and owners kind of button heads on what's happening, that they're going to wait for people to get vaccinated. Now, that's good news, but not good news that they would postpone spring training, which would be starting, by the way, two weeks, or rather two months from today. Danny Mack, love your show. I'm always a sports fan. I love sports. I love uh, the conversations, but truth be known, if baseball, football, hockey players Get vaccinated before the general population. I'll never watch sports again. I can't argue with that. I don't think they should be put in front of the general population. If that means we have to postpone sports because of it, I'm with you. I don't think we should. Um, If that's what has to happen, young, uh, healthy men and women need to be put in the back of the line in the pecking order of things, that's the way it goes. That's important that we get everybody in the pecking order of... The vaccination needs to go first. That's just the way it goes. Um, I think the way that the players are going to look at this in Major League Baseball, they're going to say, now, wait a minute. We went through a season without a vaccination and we played games. Why can't we start on time and get our full pay at 162? I can understand that from their perspective. We could get in a bubble. I also understand the owner's perspective and said, uh, they say, wait a minute. We lost our, you know what, with no fans in the stands. Let's just wait, push it back a little bit. And, and make sure we get fans in the stands. And if we got to cut this back a little bit and play fewer games, but we get some revenue coming in, uh, we need to do it that way. But it would come at a cost more than likely of uh, player salaries. So that's why you're going to have heads butting in this particular spot. We mentioned that we had Mark Saxon on uh, yesterday fun conversation uh with mark saxon as he was in studio one of the things we talked about was the potential of major league baseball pushing back spring training and that that
3: certainly is in play at this point i mean you know we've all heard rumors of 140 games that they're going to play that would tell you spring training probably gets pushed back a couple months yeah you know what makes sense to me and I, i i don't know if you feel this way but if you're gonna have a bubble you know, put that bubble around Jupiter and Palm Beach because now you've got four teams there. They could limit, you know, when when they do play the games against other teams, just play those teams. And, you know, the Yankees play that side. And well, the other thing Fort is... Four teams, yeah.
2: Maybe. Don't see it that way. I, I think they're going to wait if... If the vaccine is coming, they're going to wait, get everybody vaccinated, then start spring training. That would be my guess. A lot of the focus of this show has been on Yachty, but what about Adam Wainwright? Mark the team really hasn't done you know anything yet, right?
3: All they've told us is what sort of the parameters were financially. The payroll is going to come down, you know. So we're kind of reading between the lines on a lot of stuff. And the, 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 the time, I, you know, we had Adam on that Zoom call after he did win the Roberto Clemente award, which he was just glowing, by the way. That, yeah, that, that was in cool. That was incredibly cool. But um, I asked him about, you know, free agency. He mentioned how, you know, the next contract becomes an opportunity to do even more charitable stuff, which is really, really cool. And part of the reason he's so beloved around here. Um, but I asked him, you know, how are you reading it right now? Are you taking formal offers? Is that close? And he said he doesn't expect that for quite a while. So I guess a little bit similar similar to Yachty and that it's going to be a slow more. you know, we probably won't know until sometime in January. Um, but again, just kind of reading between the lines, he didn't seem super like confident that he would be back with the Cardinals. Um, and, and he said in other interviews, he spoke with um, Jesse Rogers at ESPN.com. And he said, look, the Cardinals are hit harder you know by the pandemic than others because they're so reliant on the gate and he gets that he would never say anything bad about the cardinals if they didn't choose to resign him. on the other hand we have mo saying that keeping those two guys remains absolutely the priority and in fact they're not really moving ahead on other stuff until they have a better sense of whether they're going to do that because that's kind of their their total nut really in terms of what they're going to spend i think this winter if they keep both of those guys there's really not going to be
2: anything left mark saxon yesterday we'll have brian walden tomorrow
1: More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Time now for the crossover. Brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Close to home or close to work. For quality tires and expert auto service, you can always count on Dobbs.
2: Ferrario, they're coming up next, and uh, BK in studio. Always good to see you, my man. What do we have coming up Dan, on the show? Dan, how are we doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm a little disappointed in the baseball news. Maybe pushing it back till May. I get it. I see both sides of it, but we'll see how it all plays out. But you know, I'm going to stay positive as I always do. You know that, BK. Dan, I'm sad for you. I'm
5: sad for you because all that, and for frankly, Cardinals fans as well, because all we want. And I get it. There's stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Like there's everybody's been dealing with some stuff this year. Right. Yeah. And baseball is not exempt from that. Yeah. But we just want to watch baseball. The players just want to play baseball. The managers just want to manage baseball. The general managers just want to know how many games am I going to have to have my team ready for? How many pitchers do I need to cover the amount of innings that we're going to have to throw? Am I going to have a DH or not? And so I understand that there is some uncertainty, Dan. Yeah. But hockey figured it out. Basketball's playing. They're getting ready to start their season. Football. I don't know how they did it, but they figured out a way. College football, where we had students on campus, figured out a way, more or less, to try to get through their season. Meanwhile, baseball's like, eh, let's not play our season. We're good here. Well, it's, it's baffling to me, man. I I know I. I'm going to speak for you. I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but for me, me, it it sucks. I just, I wish that this wasn't
2: happening. This is just the beginning. There's going to be negotiations with this. The Players Association is going to want to play 162. Undoubtedly, they're going to say, hey, we made it through when we had no vaccine. We we made it through a 60-game season. There was a lot of doubt with that. We were the first major sport to come back. We did it then. Why can't we start without a vaccine now? And then the vaccine rolls out. And by that time in March or April, everybody's vaccinated. You know, the chance is there to have it. Um, And they're going to say, why can't we get this thing going? Did you find the timing puzzling? Because that's what surprised me is like literally
5: literally over the last 48 hours, we've seen the vaccines go out. So if this happened, if these exact same comments were a week or two ago, At least then it makes a little bit of sense. The timing on this doesn't seem very calculated by owners to have this article come out today. And they knew it was coming out like they they gave. There were two owners in the National League and in the American League that both gave comments for this story anonymously.
2: It seems pretty surprising to me that
5: it came out when it
2: did. just the beginning. We're in middle of December. Let's let it play out. That's how I uh, I, with all these negotiations on these kind of things. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. Don't feel sorry for me. Life's I, good. I feel terrible for you. This, no, I life's mean, this, good. This sucks. I just, as a baseball fan, I want to see baseball. You know, and I know our fans want to see it, and we'll see it. It's just going to take some time,
5: you know. Well, Dan,
2: we're going to talk about that today. All right. Uh,
5: we're All going to right. talk about the Benji Molina comments from yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I know you guys did a great job of breaking those down on your show and on the morning show today as well. Very excited to have Javon Pickett, Mizzou oh, forward. Yeah. He's going to join us coming up at 1130. Uh, we've got JR at our usual spot, 1215. And Eric Eddowell, my buddy from Yahoo, NFL analyst, he's going to join us
2: coming up at 1 today. Great game last night. Awesome. It was, what was so good? much fun.
5: I was thinking about this the other day. I think it's the best, or last night, I guess. I think it's the best regular season game I've seen since Chiefs-Rams a couple of years ago. It's a pretty good one. It's the best one that I've seen since then.
2: Pretty good one. All right, coming up next, that's at 11. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 7 with Carricker. This is 101 ESPN.
1: You've been listening to Scoops with Danny Mack, the podcast powered by I Promise. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7, with supplies and solutions for every industry, and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
3: Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors,